Hey guys, welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Mary. I am one of your hosts. I'm here with Brock and Josh. How are you guys doing? Hey guys, how are we? Just, just, just wonderful. Just wonderful? Just wonderful. Good. Yes. Good. Um, <clears throat> I'm the one with a cough this week, I guess. Here we go. Um, it's going to pass around. We'll it's going to pass. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, if it's your first time uh, with us, join us for the breakdown. We take a portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship. And usually when I say portion, I'm talking about a verse. And we want you to learn more about God's word. And so we had a guest speaker this past weekend, and he was really representing Project Rescue, an incredible organization that helps um, those in difficult situations and injustices. And so um, definitely go check out projectrescue.com and you can learn more about that organization and what they do. Um, but there was an incredible verse in there. So we're going to be breaking down one of those verses today. Yeah. We hear things like this mes- message this weekend and it's super heavy to hear about various injustices that are happening throughout the world, whether we've experienced them or even witnessed them. And so uh, we also know that helping the poor and the oppressed, the needy, it's this clear thread that runs throughout scripture, but it's not always something that we necessarily see as a priority amongst believers. Um, And even when we do, sometimes it's, it's more of a culturally influenced um, kind of giving, caring, um, addressing than maybe it is like biblically. And so we wanted to go straight to uh, the source. We want to look at God's word and see uh, what he says uh, in Proverbs about uh, injustice. And so this is what Proverbs 31 verses it's 8 It's a special day say. too, because we're going to the Old Testament. It is. Wow. We don't, we don't hit, a lot of, hit a lot of OT, do I'm we? I'm so excited yeah. about yeah. And so it was just fun because uh, there's two parts of the Bible, right? The Old and the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, Proverbs 31, verses eight through nine, uh, this is what the author writes. He says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. Josh, that was that was so good. Is there any way you could just... Let that sink in and read it one more time. I can. That that was that was that was kind of meaningful. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it down a, a decibel or two too. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speak up. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. Wow. You know, like Mary said, we have not spent a lot of time on mm-hmm. in this podcast on this podcast talking yeah. about the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Yeah, I'm in, excited about in it. In the Proverbs. So are you guys kind of fans of the Proverbs? I or? Okay, yeah. I wouldn't, I, I am a fan of Proverbs. Like, you know, when people get up and they're like, oh, I do a proverb a day. Or, you know, like I kind of go in between Proverbs and Psalms. I like it, but I'm a huge fan of the Old Testament. Like I love just like learning more about it and stuff. So I'm excited yeah. for people to kind of learn more about it today. I had like a, like a, kind of ministry coach several years ago who we did kind of this assessment and his uh, kind of feedback was, Josh, you need to grow in wisdom. And I was like, you need to grow in wisdom. <laughs> yeah, take and, that. Uh, <laughs> but he he assigned to me kind of this deep study of Proverbs that ended up being like like a few years of kind of really? in-depth study. And, and man, it just, it, it became so amazing to me. And so I was really excited when we started talking about jumping into this today. That's awesome. So as you look at the Old Testament, there's really three kind of main sections. There's mm-hmm. the law, which is the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, which is it's the story of God establishing his covenant mm-hmm. with people. And there's also the prophets that speak to the people of Israel and how they kept walking away from God. They would typically do things like start to not focus on injustice or helping out the poor. And they do idol worship and break the laws of the covenant. So all that's going on. 
And there's also a section called the wisdom literature. And mm-hmm. so Proverbs falls in that idea of wisdom literature. And so one of the things that's really cool about wisdom literature is it's not necessarily like, here's God speaking to his people. Wisdom literature is like, it's like the people of God have accumulated some knowledge about what it means to walk with God. And now they're writing some practical ideas of how to live well in God's world. And yeah. so it's like, here's these people. And Solomon, you know, asked God for wisdom. And so he's a, a major writer in, in Proverbs. And so this is really just people that have lived out in God's kingdom writing to us, like, here's some practical ways, some insightful ways to uh, live out wisdom in the world. So it's just, yeah. it, that's why it's wisdom literature. It is. And because it's wisdom about how God has created the world and how he's created us to function in it, it's also wisdom that is every bit as relevant to us today as it was to them. Yeah. I mean, it's just, this is, this is how it works guys. Mm-hmm. And so it's so cool to be able to see some, some super practical uh, implications of living for the, for God in the Proverbs. I love in the, um, the Bible project, they kind of define a proverb mm-hmm. and I feel like it was so clear when they, they just defined it this way. So to be a little helpful for those of you like, okay, like, what does that mean? Um, these are like, if you haven't read Proverbs, it's kind of broken up into like two or three cents. Like a lot of them are in little chunks of like, yeah. you could almost like take it, which we usually say, don't take this out of context, you know, but yeah. you could almost take it. And, and that's like a good saying, but but this is how they define it as short, clever sayings that offer wisdom. And I just love that because mm-hmm. it really is just these things that you can hold on to that are just like a, a piece and that help you, help you through your life and help you, but they're not law. It's not these other writings. It's not because um, we tend to approach scripture, every, all of scripture the same way on accident. But a lot of the New Testament writings and, and when we um, read, you know, a lot of that New Testament stuff, it's not how we read this because that is very much like a narrative. And yep. this is not like that. This is Proverbs. This is mm-hmm. wisdom. So there's this different is, literary styles yes. throughout the whole entirety of the Bible. And so it's nice to know those literary yeah. styles. So when you read it, you can understand yeah. what they're what they're going after. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if there was just a nice like acronym that could help us remember the different parts <laughs> of the Old Testament? Yeah. Okay. So I have to admit, I have an, an acronym that my, my co-hosts were, were mocking me and making fun of me. Uh, so I had this little thing that I remembered to, about the different literary styles of the Old Testament. And so it's the word Tanakh. Mm-hmm. And so you take the T, the N, and the K. And so you have Torah, and that's the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nevi'im, of course, just rolls right off your tongue. It's a yeah. word we all use all the time. That's yeah, the prophets. Totally. And then there's the Ketavim, which <laughs> is the writing. So the Torah, uh, the Nevi'im, uh, and the Ketavim. And yeah. so this falls in the Ketavim, the the, uh, the writings piece. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was telling them that's how I memorized, you know, the different literary styles. And yeah. they just, they so just Sam, mocked me mercilessly when I brought this up. Like, oh, that's so easy to remember. <laughs> say them, the three of them right in a row here. I want to hear it together. <laughs> Torah, Nevi'im, and Ketavim. Oh, should we all say it together? Oh, yeah. Oh, here yeah. Torah, that was horrible. Ketavim, yeah. Good and, and the I more, feel very confident. And the more glottal you can get on Ketavim, the more cool, the more Hebrew you feel like Ketavim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. That's another, that's another party yeah. trick. So the, these, yeah, another, yeah, the people will use this one. They're like, I can't even remember the words that were said. So thank you for the mocking as we talked about uh-huh. the wisdom literature. And so the nice thing about uh, this is wisdom here is practical skills for for living in the real world. So this is not yeah. just head knowledge. This is like, yeah. hey, I want to share with you some wisdom so you can learn some practical skills to really live this thing out. So Proverbs is cool. And it's kind of broken down Proverbs into three sections. Um, the first section talks about wisdom and seeking after wisdom. And it compares wisdom to a, a female, a, a woman. 
And then at the end, Shout there's a lot, the of, a lot of uh, female talk at the end. So I don't know. After reading Proverbs, you kind of walk <laughs> away thinking wisdom or wise men are dumb. Is that, mm. Would that be an accurate uh, interpretation? I'll let you decide <laughs> okay. on that one. Right. I'm a wise woman. So I'm going to let you decide on that one. Oh. Huh. I don't, can you proclaim oneself wise? Is that, <laughs> yeah. does other people have to proclaim <laughs> you wise? Does that make you not wise? <laughs> yeah, that could be the sign right there. Humility so. and wisdom are two different things. Yeah, so, <laughs> but anyway, so we're near the end of yeah. Proverbs. And so this is not necessarily Solomon. It could be, but it's it's like uh, a mom, another woman here, sharing her wisdom to her son, who's a king, King Lemuel. Mm-hmm. Um, and What's the animal? Isn't there an animal that's kind of like a lemur? Okay, a yeah. Lemur. I was like, what yeah. is it? But yes. Yeah, so it's not a, not an animal here. You got the king, googly eyes. And yeah, the yeah. Tail. So King King Lemur or King Lemuel. I'll just say, you know, uh, before we like get really into the the depth of this, um, it is so cool. Like when you read this Old Testament scripture, how women are portrayed and talked about. I think a lot of times. Um, you know, we women, I'm speaking on behalf of women here, so shout out, but um, we can kind of get a chip on our shoulder or feel like, gosh, like, what about us, you know? And, and when I read scripture, I see so much value for women. And especially looking back all the way Old Testament, you know, that even here we were, um, you, you were spoken of in this way. And I think it's so incredible to see that and yeah. be like, wow, like, the way that God um, throughout history has left his this imprint about us is so cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Women are better. All right, <laughs> that's let's move on to the passage here. And so this mother again, wisdom. She's writing to her son, who's a king, and she's telling him, "Here's kind of some ways to rule in a way that would be good." All right, mm-hmm. and so. She she talks about and now this is where it gets digressed a little bit. <laughs> she warns him about women. Uh, don't go chasing after women and spend all your time kind of in you know maybe um, a sexual uh, dalliance <laughs> here and there. Don't waste your time on that. That'll distract from leading. Uh, watch out for wine. Yeah. Uh, don't pursue that too much because that can distort the way you think about things. And so watch out for that. And then she says, "Here's what you should do with your authority," and that's where our verses come in yeah. today. And so. And so really what she's saying here is watch out for, you know, sexual promiscuity, mm-hmm. uh, watch out for getting drunk. And one of the best things you can do to rule is to remember the poor mm-hmm. and the needy and those that are, can't defend themselves and help them. Yeah. And really that's the sign of being a good king. Uh, and so as we read that, we would all probably identify, man, if there was a ruler that was mm-hmm. thinking that way, like not just about my own needs, but putting the needs and speaking for those that can't speak up. I mean, that would be a pretty great description to start off with a ruler. Mm-hmm. And then this idea of taking care of the poor and the needy is not just isolated here in Proverbs. You go back to the beginning of the Old Testament and read through, that is a major theme of the Bible. Yeah. When the prophets were calling out Israel, when they were starting to go to idolatry and all this kind of stuff, one of the major things they were calling out is, hey, you've neglected the poor and the needy as well. That's not good. God's calling you the carpet for this. And then we get to the New Testament, and that theme doesn't disappear. It's a continual theme. And so even when Jesus got up and started his ministry, he got up and he unrolled the scrolls, and he read from the Old Testament, and he read from Isaiah. And there he says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me for what? To proclaim good news to the poor. Mm -hmm. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, 
recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Mm. And so here's Jesus saying, as he starts off his earthly mission, like one of the things he's asked me to do is to think about this theme that's been running throughout the Bible. And then he also tells this uh, story later on that we'll get to in a little bit. But man, that doesn't, I mean, that kind of just sits sits a little heavy. Like this is not something to just ignore, but the Proverbs are telling us, hey, no matter what you're doing, if you're gonna be serving others, remembering the poor and, and the oppressed is a, is a big deal. It's really cool that he gets up and reads Isaiah too, because what comes to mind is Isaiah's in the temple in the presence of God, realizing I'm a man of unclean lips amongst an, an unclean people. I deserve wrath, punishment, death, you know, and instead he receives the Lord's grace and forgiveness. And then there's this immediate, almost uncontrollable response. When the Lord then says, who am I going to send to tell the nations about me? Isaiah says, me, send me. I'm right here. Tell me where to go. Yeah. So how cool is it that now Jesus, who's been sent by the Father uh, to to be our Savior, to be our rescuer, uh, is reading from that book as the one that we now look to as our uh, model, our, uh, our uh, kind of justice seeker perfecter you know mm-hmm. uh, the one that we can strive for and live uh, according to the way that he lived for all the injustices that we see in the world it's cool that that even though this can feel like such an overwhelming unobtainable thing that that there are these ways in which we can uh, live against injustice in the way that our king has and one of the things that is interesting too in the bible it seems like there's always this like there's this warning that comes out like hey don't forget the ideals of the covenant, which is to look after the poor. Yeah. There's a warning, but also it's like equally attached to that warning is this message of hope. Yeah. Like, hey, this is, if you do these things, if you turn, there'll be forgiveness, there'll be uh, restoration. And so I think in some ways, as we read Proverbs, as we hear Jesus, there's a little bit of a teaching, hey, don't forget the poor. But there's also a little bit of a warning, mm-hmm. hey, this really needs to be a part of what you do. But as you turn to me, there's also all this hope that's there that I'm going to give you the strength and the power yeah. to do these things. And so, so I think as we hear this passage from Proverbs, there's a warning for us like, hey, are you doing anything mm-hmm. for the poor? Mm-hmm. Are you just kind of thinking about yourself all the time? But as you turn to me, I'm going to start to change your heart. And then there's hope that as you, no matter where you've been or haven't been on your journey of helping out others, there's hope that you can be turned around. And that's yeah. like this warning and hope all this this thing being thrown at yeah you. not as a condemnation but as like almost a reminder if you don't feel that maybe maybe we've maybe you've kind of distanced yourself from me so lean back into me and allow me to kind of restoke the embers of your heart for the things that that my heart burns for as well yeah and i think just being corrected in general we think of it because like we hear these and it's like oh like ouch like that kind of i don't don't tell me what to do you know but being corrected is such a good thing for us and such a healing thing for us. And so if we can look at things like Proverbs and even just some of the harder statements in scripture that are convicting to us or that maybe are painful to hear, to not look at it as like, oh, ouch, like don't tell me what to do, but have that humility and just saying, wow, okay, if, if God is asking this of me, if, if this is where he's leading me, he's correcting me and taking me to a better place or a good place that he wants me to be. And I think that that's important because if we continue to view a lot of scripture in like this uh, way of like, it's 
it's crossing a boundary with you, like I hope, you know, because that's correcting us for our good, I think. And so it's really cool to hear those kind of statements. And I think any time in life when we feel like we're above correction, we don't need others to guide us, we're in trouble. Oh, yes. It's over. Yeah. And so, like, because of that old saying that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, absolutely. because we're selfish. And we're going we're gonna to have a bent or a, mm-hmm. a, a direction towards selfishness, and we need people we need the holy spirit of god to kind of remind us like hey you're you're leaning a little selfish let's mm-hmm. get you back uh in in the center of god's purpose for your life as we like to say yeah, at hope fellowship 100%. and there there's a passage in uh matthew chapter 25 um you may have heard of this before it's called the sheep and the goats have you ever heard yeah. of this one before it's a, it's a agrarian passage mm-hmm. a farmer's passage i love it i love it yeah and so there's a, a line in there where jesus talks about those that are going to be blessed by the Father. And we just want to go to, can we go down the conviction road? Just, Ooh, yes, just, take just, us there. Just, just a little bit more. Dun, dun, dun. And so on those that are blessed, he says, come you who are blessed, take your inheritance. And he says, now he tells why they're blessed. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. That sounds like taking care of the poor and the needy. Yep. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. But then he goes to the ones on his left and he says, but I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. Mm. And so it seems to be, again, a theme, a thread that runs throughout the entire Old Testament and the New Testament, that taking care of the poor and the needy uh, is something that's just got to be a vital part of what we do. So I, I, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I'm like, Man, Jesus has gone to meddling here a little bit. Definitely he's he's, he's gone, gone to, to meddling. Gone to meddling in our souls and our lives a little yeah. bit. So I know today that goat can stand for greatest of all time, but that's not what Jesus <laughs> not is here. saying here. <laughs> I, yeah. d- I don't even know how to respond. I was kind of <laughs> trying to come up with a joke for that. There's just nothing that the brain went blank. It's all right. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I think I you hear that and it there's there's certain things you hear and it's like oh so simple right? You know, like, okay, yeah, it, it almost feels black and white. But if we're honest, um, we hear this and we're like, how do I truly do that? That, that feels overwhelming. There's so many needs. Yeah. Um, I think there's so many other curveballs that even come into our mind that maybe you're thinking now, like, yeah, I tried that, but this is what it looked like for me. Or, you know, we have these things that come up that kind of barricade us from living this kind of generous um, life that, thinking about the poor, thinking about those who have been wrongly hurt or mistreated. And so that kind of begs the question, like, what do we do? Like, what do we truly do? And I think that one of the things, and we'll, we'll kind of have a conversation here, talk about a few things, um, maybe get you thinking as well, whether you're driving to work or whatever you're doing, just kind of thinking about this. But I think you kind of hit on it a little bit with this king who this mother's kind of telling him to live selflessly. Mm. and to sacrifice. I've been thinking a lot about sacrifice and in, you know, it's so easy to make things about us and our own. We see things through our own lens, right? So it's hard to understand um, maybe the situation that someone else has been put in and what they're going through. And so we don't sacrifice for them because maybe we didn't feel like people sacrificed. We did our part, you know, but I think it's so important um, to empathize and to sacrifice for others, um, not not based on what I think that they deserve or what they should get, but I'm sacrificing. I'm giving up 
my way, my plans, my thoughts so that I can help you out. And so sacrifice is such a huge, yet yeah, biblical theme for sure. Yes, We've talked about that so much. Um, but I think our selfishness gets in the way on how we see the world is what I'm getting at. Because yeah. we see it and we think, oh, they're probably there for a reason. Or, oh, we, we have a lot of, yeah, did that hurt? <laughs> but there are a lot of things that we put in the way from stopping us from sacrificing. And so that's one of the big ways I think we can kind of step into their shoes and and sacrifice for them. And I think we're on a journey too, like, because I remember um, as a very young person, kind of Mary's age, uh, thinking about, <laughs> uh, uh, like, I, I want to think of others more, but I just can't. Because I think yeah. about myself all the time, mm-hmm. like my needs, and I want to have this, and I want to have that, and I don't yeah. want to sacrifice for others. And it's, uh, again, a warning filled with hope that, hey, that's not a great way to go. And so that's going a journey of being healthy yeah. so that we can begin to not think less of ourselves, but to yeah. think less <laughs> about yeah. ourselves, yeah. Yeah. you know, and start think about, thinking about others and just going on that journey and, the, and, and going to God in prayer and saying, God, I want to be someone. Yeah. That thinks about and and because and wants to sacrifice for the needs of others yeah. and yeah. don't stop believing. Right. Speaking of journey. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about proverbs. How this is this wisdom about how God's created the world and us to function within it. So it's so important that we remember to ask Him about it, talk to Him about it, see what He has said about it. So read the Scripture, spend time in prayer. Uh, one of the things that's overwhelming to me is how much need there is out there and how many people yeah. are asking for help. Not everyone's asking for help, but there are tons of people out there who have identified needs. They're asking for help. Uh, you know, there and and so that, that can even be overwhelming. So how important is it that we spend time with the Lord uh, and, and let him be the one who gives us kind of clarity and confidence, uh, but also to your point earlier, just the, a desire to do this and the mm-hmm. ability to do it, whether that's like a heart that wants to do it or the means to be able to do it. Um, we talked several weeks ago about being a generous giver. God loves generous givers. So not feeling like, uh, like, like we have to do this, not feeling like we need to do this in order to yeah. be in right standing with God, but allowing his love for us to create a love for him that that just allows this kind of meeting of these people's needs to flow out of us because we're worshiping him by serving them. It's yeah. so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. And just even thinking about our money, our time, Everything. our prayers, mm-hmm. our sacrifice for everyone, that's just a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is uh, something that you have to think about for a while. I know that I was up last night We when we kind of talk about this and we're preparing for this and you just got to think about and really reevaluate your life a little bit and just look at the ways that you are maybe living selfishly or um, maybe not even, maybe it's more of a self-reliance and instead of relying on yourself, rely on God. And and like Josh said, you know, spend time in prayer. Ask God, you don't have to give to every single organization, do every single thing, answer every single phone call. That's overwhelming. Um, you can't meet every single need, but what is the Lord calling you to, what needs is He calling you to meet now? And to approach those with humility and, um, and just a, a way to look and understand that people are in need, great need, great need that you might not even ever be able to understand or experience um, in that through God's love, you can be a representation of Him to them. That's such an honor. And so I hope that um, that kind of stirs in your mind over the next week. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back for another episode of The Breakdown next week. Bye. Bye, everyone.